Warning, warning. Three idiots are reading the script over the intercoms. What a day. Hello and welcome back to Discovering SCP with me, Tanhoney. And me, Darnell. And I'm the Jack. third of the bunch. I'm Jack. I'm Jack. I'm the unofficial third host. It's this guy, Jack of Knights. That we introduce him in season two <laughs> and lose all our viewers. Yeah. <laughs> you might know him as King Jay, but really, that was a lie. He's yeah, never written an whole... SCP in his entire life. Boy, he has written the holders. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Dude, actually, I actually wrote you... the SCP found uh, the SCP five thousand, and I handed over to Dan, and I was like, <laughs> "You can publish this under your name." You're not the first person to claim that plagiarism. <laughs> but let's not get into that, man. I have, I have no, yeah. no, 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 We have SCPs today. We're not worried. We, 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 we've got the actual title of the podcast is now applicable once again. <laughs> I gotta say, after reading some holders, I almost like the holders more than SCP, so I hope you pick some good articles to win me back over holder? to the SCP side. Oh, yes. It's like edgier SCP, but it's like funny bad, whereas SCPs are like usually more like, really serious. More, more ritual creepypasta than science fiction creepypasta. Yeah. Oh my They're like God. really can, dog can, shit ritual creepypasta. And, and you didn't invite me on for a holder episode? Next we'll time. Next, next time we do one. holders, we'll invite you. I love Promise. that. They're so that, good. I love it's a certainty that we will do more holders episodes. We, we also kind of accidentally revived it because it was basically a dead fandom and then we made two videos and now one of our fans is like making new holders again <laughs> can someone make a holder that's like just the muscular jack frost in my profile picture please do well like I, I the thing is it's all over it you could but technically it's about seeking objects but all the objects are held by holders and they're all scary things so i guess a holder could be a Jack Frost, but you would need an it's object like, to go it's with like, it. It's like one of those uh, Dikey Moras of Jack Frost, but it's a holder. <laughs> but we are not here to talk about the holders today. <laughs> we did that last yeah. time. Sorry, how many SCPs did you say we had? I already forgot because I got an with holders. One, two SCPs for today. Ooh, two SCPs. Two bigger yeah. ones, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they're pretty big. All right. Well, how about you give me the first Linkaruni? That's the, that's the first one. It's gonna be a quite a surprise to you. This is SCP. This is this is the big. Damn it! What? I was gonna say this is the big test. We're either gonna finally do series six, or you're gonna make me backtrack and you make SCP three zero four three. This is called. <laughs> can I can I say what it's called? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. What's it called? I'm getting pissed off. It's called <laughs> Murphy Law in Type three zero four three for murder by the Great Hippo. Uh, really? Because it says account deleted. Was it like his old account? Yeah. No, actually, okay. I'm lying. Alright, and what was the... Oh. No, <laughs> what totally was like, the name like, of it again? Tan, you can't fuck with me like this right now. <laughs> yeah, see, the title I'm, is I'm kind of fucked up too. Murphy Law in Type 3043 for murder. Gotcha. So it's, so it's like a detective movie title. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you uh, get us started here? So it starts with an email. If if we're doing this like detective movie, can we have like very bad jazz playing in the background? Oh yeah, like the, the, we don't like, have the budget for music. We can barely yeah, manage the sounds of our own voices. Anomalous, could you Anomalous, Could you write a score for the episode by Saturday? Thanks. <laughs> make my voice sound like ten times more masculine. Could you actually make Jack sound like a detective and retroactively make us all talk like this? So let's get into it. It was a Date. cold morning. 
Okay, let's get it. Date 2005. <laughs> from site director August. British dating. To 05-5 secretary. Subject, re-containment breach. I'm still not quite sure what just happened. Yesterday, our box picked up, bots picked up overauthorized changes to documents on our internal servers. Two minutes later, all inside personnel, including myself, blacked out for three hours. Every camera ceased to function during this period. When we woke up, we all had headaches. The entire site smelled like cigarettes and cheap alcohol. Two of my guards were injured. Three bullets were lodged in my desk. And somebody had shot the SCP. The only clue we've got regarding... Oh, so, it's, so the SCP itself is who done it. <laughs> the only clue we've got regarding those three hours is the SCP's old documentation, which has been, well, updated is one way to put it. I've included it with this email, along with the revised documentation for the SCP. We've got no clue who this Murphy Law character is, and recommend that we immediately assign him an SCP identification and start investigating. All the evidence we've got so far indicates that he and the the SCP-3043 are unrelated anomalies. Also, none of us actually remember him, despite some of us being featured in whatever the hell this was. The short of it is this. Either he saved us from the mother of all container breaches, or he just wanted us to think that he did. Regardless of which, we need to know who he is and what the hell he's capable of. I, I already love this because it's such a creative take right off the bat on an SCP file, right? And additionally, I just love, I know it's not like a, a, a subtle reference, but the fact that his name's Murphy Law, both because he's a detective that works for the law and because Murphy's Law is that everything that can go wrong will, is cute. And I'm already enamored with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing, and also I just love Murphy's Law as a concept because I revel in everything fucking up. Wait, are you implying that you might be chaos? (laughs) I need to kill chaos. I must kill chaos. (laughs) That's right, Tanhony. I'm chaos. This guy. But anyway, let's get into it. Fade in. Interior, Murphy Law Detective Agency, night. A light-skinned man leans back at his desk, feet up, reading a newspaper. He's clad in a white old... Oh, I'll say this voice to the actual narrator, because he comes in. Mm-hmm. No, actually, yes. He's clad in a white-collared shirt with his trademark trilby hat tossed faultlessly at top of his desk. We can see his shoulder straps holstered, carries a forty-four Magnum. A bent cigarette rests between his lips. His name is Murphy, and he's ready to give anyone a bit of the business. He's hard and handsome, with the sort of face you could use to smash up concrete, then dust off and still take home to show your ma. He's also our narrator. His voice is a harsh <laughs> growl, as if he'd just swallowed a fistful of spent cigarette butts and followed it down a sulfuric acid chaser. He wants to be Murphy Law. <laughs> oh, God, Jack. I think you deserve it. <clears throat> you see a lot of ugly in this line of work. Good people with bellies full of lead left to bleed out in the rain-soaked alleyways. Love ruined, turned inside out, until it just becomes an angry, festering sore. Statues that'll kill you as fast as you blink. The door to the office flies open. A dark-skinned woman dressed in a white lab coat bursts in. She's in her forties and has a fierce, survivor beauty. This is the researcher, and although she might need Murphy's help, that doesn't mean she's gonna like it. But when it comes to ugly, nothing beats a containment breach. What? What am I doing here? She wasn't the first beautiful woman to burst into my office and ask me that question. Same, Same as anyone else, Toots. You need my help. Don't call me Toots. I've 
I've got a fucking doctorate in molecular physics. All right, all right. My bad, Professor. I apologize. Now. Murphy slides his feet off the desk and rises to stand. He folds his arms over his chest and watches her. How can I help? I don't... I don't know how I got here. I don't even know what here is. I was... I think I was working on something when I heard typing sounds, and suddenly... I don't remember. I don't even remember my name. A beautiful woman with a doctorate in molecular physics and no memory of who she was or how she got here. Her eyes told me she needed my help. Her name badge told me the rest. You're Professor Michelle Lewis. The researcher looks down at her name badge as if noticing it for the first time. She appears shocked. Her eyes rise back up to stare at Murphy. She now knows her name. It is Dr. (laughs) Lewis. Incredible detective work. Right. That's my name. I work for the Foundation. The Foundation. A bunch of pencil-pushing geeks trying to figure out where the magicians were hiding all those rabbits they pulled out of their hats. I should have turned her away right then and there. When the Foundation's involved, you know it ain't gonna be nothing but trouble. Murphy scowled but nods his head, moving to open a drawer on his desk. But me... I'm not the sort of man that stays away from trouble. Murphy pulls out two shot glasses, along with a bottle of half-finished whiskey. He sets them atop of his desk, focusing his icy stare on Dr. Lewis. I'm the sort who slides on over next to trouble and buys her a drink. All right, Professor, I'll take the case. You will? I mean, wait, what? My name is Murphy Law, and I'm the guy you call when everything that could go wrong did. Murphy Law in Type 3043 for murder. <laughs> this is already the best SCP. Oh my god. So, I'm going to be honest, I was a little skeptical at first, but the fact that this is written like a radio drama is absolutely perfect. Yeah. <laughs> In more ways than one, this fits the podcast format rather well. Fade in. Interior, Murphy's car. Night. Murphy drives. Dr. Lewis stirs out the window in the passenger seat. City lights wash through the car, casting both of them in a metallic tangerine glow. Dr. Lewis is wearing her seatbelt. Murphy isn't. (gasps) That's how you know he's a badass. He doesn't care. (laughs) All right, Professor. Talk to me. What else do you remember? How did we... When did we get inside of this... She was smart, but that was part of the problem. She was too smart, always thinking too much. Sometimes you just gotta go along for the ride. Focus on the problem. What do you remember before stepping into my office? Right. I was working on something. Updating documentation, I think? Something about a change, an important one. That's when I heard typing in the other room. And then I felt dizzy, and it was like... Like something was trying to erase me. Or erase the thoughts in my head, even as I was having them. Sounded to me like the professor stumbled onto something she wasn't supposed to. Somebody had tried to rub her out. But who? And how? Anything else? I think... I can't remember all the updates I was making, but it had to do with SCP-3043. Alright. 
What's 3043? I don't remember. If I was going to figure out this mystery, I had to find out what 3043 really was. And if the professor couldn't tell me, there was only one other person who could. Murphy turns left, brows crinkling with renewed focus. Site Director August. Fade out. Fade in. Exterior. Foundation Headquarters. Murphy's car parks just outside of a sprawling gated mansion. If Site 95 was the rotting corpse, Site Director August was the worms riding, r- wriggling around in, inside of its corrupted core. Bribery, extortion, racketeering. He had all of he had his dirty paws in the pocket of every two-bit researcher, agent, and D-class from level 9 down to sub-level 7. Murphy shifts the car in park. Dr. Lewis turns to look at him. Murphy moves to open the door. But he also had ears everywhere. When a gnat took a crap, he heard the plop. If anyone knew what 3043 really was, it would be him. Mr. Law, wait! Murphy pauses, looking back at her. I just remembered. The update I was going to make to the documentation. Murphy tilts his head, waiting. I was going to change its object class. It isn't safe, Mr. Law. It's... It's Ketter. Murphy nods grimly. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a good SCP! Okay, okay, can... Whoever wrote this, can you add me on Discord? I want to have a conversation with you. <laughs> Filled of conviction... This hippo is in our Discord. Filled of conviction, he turns to walk towards the mansion's gates. Fade out. Fade in. Interior, site director's office. Morning. The office is expensively furnished, with framed glass windows on three of its four walls. Outside, a lush garden grows on all its sides. Morning light streams in through the windows, casting the room in a warm glow. Standing behind the desk, facing the rising sun, is a man. He's short, with russet brown skin, a shaved head, and a face full of piercings. He wears an exceptionally fine black suit. This is Site Director August, a hard, brilliant man with a heart of steel. As Murphy enters through the door, he's flanked by two men in sharp suits. <laughs> they are silent by ar- but armed, ready to do violence at a snap of August's fingers. As Murphy strokes himself out of their grip, they station themselves on either side of him. Mr. Law. Right, do you want to be August or should I, Tan? Oh, you got this. You wanted to see me? Yeah, about 3043. When dealing with Site Director August, you didn't try to bluff. You just kept your hearts cl- cards close and hoped to God the man didn't have a better hand. That's classified. Is it now? Since when does a fa- foundation care about classifying safe anomalies? August turns, ever so slightly. A pierced eyebrow is raised. I just raised the ante. (laughs) How would you know that? And we care about classifying all anomalies, Mr. Law. So I've been told, but little birdie tells me you might have classified one of them wrong. 3043 ain't safe. It's Keter. August turns completely, stirring Murphy down. You've been speaking to Dr. Lewis, I presume. Where is she? Something wasn't right. He was already calling me. And men like Site Director August only smiled the instant before they laid down a winning hand. Safe, unlike 3043. 
What is it? Okay. Murphy is a fucking shithead for making that joke right there. <laughs> no, it, it's funny. I love it. He's my favorite character in all of SCP. August narrows his eyes. He gives the slightest nod. That was his tell. He unwittingly had shown me his cards. A pair of aces. The two men on Murphy's left and right instantly reach for their sidearms. Lucky for me, I was packing three of a kind. Murphy slams his left elbow into one man's stomach. He uses his right hand to draw his magnum forty-four. As the second man pulls his piece, Murphy pistol whips him in the temple. He goes down. Murphy spins and opens fire. Three shots slam into August's desk. August freezes, but shows no fear. His eyes narrow. It was time to cash out. 3043, last chance. What is it? Murphy pauses long enough to kick one of the men on the floor, but never looks away from August. You know precisely what it is. Humor me. It's you, Mr. Law. You're the anomaly. You're SCP-3043. Murphy narrows his eyes. He gives one last kick to one of the men, then charges out the door. Fade out. Fade in. Exterior Foundation Headquarters. Murphy's car is still waiting for him. He runs towards it. Someone had played me like a fiddle. It was all a setup, and I was the stooge. As he reaches his car, he finds it empty. No sign of Dr. Lewis. 3043 was going to make me take the heat for whatever it did to the professor. It had me wrapped up nice and tight, even got me to present myself to the Foundation in a pretty little bow. Murphy gets into the car, starting it up. But there was one thing 3043 didn't count on. A man with nothing to lose. The tires squeal as he burns rubber, driving away. If the Foundation couldn't contain 3043, then I'd just have to contain it myself. My god. <laughs> this is so good. Fade out. I, I, I feel like that, like... You know the guy from Knives Out? The one with the, like, southern drawl? I feel like I've <laughs> kind of devolved into trying to replicate him. Will, will, will. Fade out, fade in. Interior, Dr. Lewis's lab. Murphy kicks down the door, clad in his trilby, 44 magnum in hand. The interior of the lab looks like an office. Bookshelves stuff full of science journals. Several desks, paperwork scattered everywhere. And Dr. Lewis's chair. The chair's tall back obscures whoever is sitting in it. One thing kept coming back to mind. One thing the professor had said. Murphy creeps forward, gun in hand, reaching a handout for the chair. See, she said she heard typing. Murphy grasps the chair, spinning it around. Sitting in the chair is a black 1937 Olympia elite typewriter. A roll of papers inside it. It communicates via typing. As Murphy points the gun at it, it begins to type furiously. He wants to- How? How is this possible? 3043 was her goddamn typewriter. Why can't I rewrite your stupid story? What are you? Dr. Lewis suddenly steps out from the shadow as a forty-five in hand. She points it squirrely at Murphy. Stay away from the typewriter, Mr. Law. How are you doing this? Murphy turns, his gun pointed back at Dr. Lewis. It's controlling you, Professor. 
just like it controlled August and everyone else. It was pretending to be safe, not letting anyone know it was sapient. That's... How the fuck are you even doing this? You're the anomaly, Mr. Law. I have to take you in. Dr. Lewis's hand shakes. The gun trembles. It can rewrite any story it's a part of, even the stories in your head. When you realized it, you tried to update the documentation, and it tried to erase your memory. Erase you. Stop! Just fucking stop! How the fuck are you rewriting my story into your own fucking stupid Humphrey Bogart fanfic nonsense? I... I have to contain you. Dr. Lewis shudders, stepping back. Her hand lifts to grasp her temple. The gun tumbles to the floor. This isn't right! I'm supposed to be the one in control here! This is supposed to be my story, not yours! Murphy turns, pointing his magnum at the SCP-3043. Wait! Just fucking wait! Murphy pauses, waiting. Dr. Lewis sinks down to her seat, still rubbing her temples. Alright, look, just- I'll erase myself! I'll erase all documentation about myself, even from other people's heads. Then, I'll make my documentation not refer to me, but just say that this lab is off-limits. That will contain me. 3043 could do it, too. Sure, it could have been a trick, but maybe not. Letting 3043 live despite what it tried to do, it felt like a good man to do. That would be the right thing to do, wouldn't it? Yes! You want to be the hero, right? That's what this is about! You're the hero! So act heroic! Fade out. Two gunshots. Heroes always do what's right, but me... Fade in. Exterior city streets, sunset. Murphy walks out the lab into the streets, smoking a cigarette, holstering his piece. He walks away towards the fading sun. I'm no hero. I'm Murphy's Law. I'm no hero. I'm just a hired gun. Paid to do some wet work. Fade out, fade in. Interior Dr. Lewis's lab. Dr. Lewis, now starting to recover, walks towards SCP-3043. Wisps of smoke rise up from it, two fresh 44 slugs being pumped into it. The paper inside it has its previous dialogue, with one edition at the very bottom. I'm just the guy you call when everything that could go wrong did... Dr. Lewis pulls the paper out to read it. The camera zooms down to the bottom of the page. The end. Fade out. And then it's the fucking actual log. <laughs> Item number SCP-3043. Object class. Neutralized. Formally safe. <laughs> Special containment procedures. The SCP is be kept in a secure locker on site. Access requires level 3 clearance. Description. The SCP is a 1937 Olympia Elite typewriter. Two 44 caliber bullets are lodged in its casing. Before it was neutralized, the SCP exhibited the ability to rewrite any physical document within its immediate vicinity to match whatever was typed into it. It was neutralized before any additional properties could be confirmed. On 14-12-2005, a containment breach occurred at Site-95. During this breach, an unknown anomalous event prevented all outside contact for approximately three hours. All entities affected by this anomaly have no recollection of the events that occurred during these three hours. Furthermore, all recording devices within Site-95 appear to malfunction during this period. Shortly after this event concluded, Site-95 reported all SCPs were now contained with the exception of SCP-3043. The SCP was found in Dr. Lewis's office in its current state. 
Dr. Lewis also discovered that all copies of the SCP's documentation were now replaced with an updated version. See attached files. That's so good. Honestly, I, I like that kind of like banger. clusterfuck ending. Well, it's not necessarily yeah, this... the end yet. What? There's the one last tab. What's left? Oh, redacted. I didn't even see that. Oh, Fade. son of a uh, bitch. Oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't uh, notice you could click that. Fade in. Exterior dark. Sunset. Murphy stands at the edge of the docks, watching the sun go down just another day. Behind him, two sleek black cars roll up. A dozen men start pouring out of them, but he doesn't bother to look back. The men are smartly dressed in black suits. They crowd around a short old woman dressed in white. She slowly approaches Murphy, leaning heavily on her cane. One man follows her closely, her personal secretary and bodyguard. The man is Agent Frederick. Whatever it is, he does it by the books. The woman is 055, and if we told you anything else, we'd have to kill you. 055 moves to watch the sunset besides Murphy. Agent Frederick is clearly displeased. He'd rather she not get too close. Who wants to be 055? You got this, Tan. I feel like this is a very tan honing character. You did some good work today, Mr. Law. Yeah. 055 reaches to pull a cigarette out of her pocket, placing it between her lips. If we ever need your services, how might we contact you? Murphy leans forward and plucks the cigarette out of 055's mouth. Agent Frederick <laughs> immediately reaches for his firearm, but 055 lifts her hand to stop him. I'll be around. Murphy tucks the cigarette behind his ear for later. As he walks away, a fog begins to roll in. Agent Frederick steps forward as, to go, as if to go after Murphy. 055 grabs him by the shoulder. But he's an anomaly. We can't let him go. We have to contain him. Forget it, Fred. It's Chinatown. <laughs> Agent Frederick slides his hand away from his firearm. Together, they watch Murphy walk off into the foggy night. The camera focuses on Murphy's silhouette as the view fades to black. Fade out. Credits roll. Can we read the credits as, like, replacing all of them, but, like, with the people that voiced them? Well, Dr. Lewis, played by Michelle Lewis. Site Director August, played by Jeremiah August. SCP no, 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 yeah, no. What I, what I mean is, like, Dr. Lewis, played by Darnell. <laughs> There's gangs in this, though. Murphy, Murphy Law, played by himself. Agent Frederick, played by Fred. 05-5, played by Redacted. With special thanks to Site95. Look for Murphy Law to return in The Foundation Always Rings Twice. I, I love that both Murphy Law has a hub and that it gives you the chronological order of the next one. Honestly, I think I have to give this one my first, unless I did it before and forgot, 13 out of 10. That's that's an upvote for me. Well, as soon as I log in, it's an upvote for me. Just you wait. That was really fucking good. Uh, I love that a lot, and it deserves way more upvotes and attention. Hippo, uh, once again, impresses me with the sheer range of stuff he's capable of writing. Just so good. Oh, yeah, uh, like I said, Hippo, please add me on Discord. <laughs> I need to talk Hippo to Hippo MVP. He's so good. <laughs> All right, so what's the second article? Is it the next Murphy Law? Well, we have to read the next one, right? So the uh, second article for today is Murphy Law in The Foundation Always Wings Twice. Yes! 
Oh my gosh, it's the next one too. Yes! Oh, there's even a photo this time! <laughs> I was getting to it. Item number SCP 3143. Obviously, this is also by the Great Hit Bell. Object class Euclid. Special containment procedures. Attempts to contain the SCP are ongoing. A foundation operated bot, I slash O dash Ismeta, is to monitor online fiction communities for signs of its emergence. When found, an authorized member of the pataphysics department is to be assigned to deconstruct it. MTF IOTA 10, Dan Freds, is to investigate any leads regarding possible locations of Dash A. If found, he's been apprehended and taken into Foundation custody. Description. The SCP is an intrafictional construct. When active, this construct exhibits the ability to temporarily flatten portions of reality into a script-like narrative. This narrative is derivative of the genre established by North American writers of hard-boiled and noir fiction. Notable examples include Dashiell Hammett's Red Harvest and Raymond Chandler's The Long Goodbye. During this period, the SCP takes on the role of the main character, a 1930s private detective hired to solve a case. All entities flattened by its effect become characters with the narrative surrounding it, exhibiting personalities and attributes typical of the genre's style. The narrative will continue until the SCP's actions lead to a resolution consistent with the genre, and its point in narrative will conclude and reality will revert. Events which occurred within the narrative will project onto reality. However, entities involved in these events will typically have no recollection of what occurred. So, this time is the SCP actually Murphy Law himself? It is, yeah. It seems like uh-huh. it, yeah. And this seems like some, like, human echo tier fuckery. Dude, when are we getting the Murphy Law Umineko straight crossover. up a human echo witch with this, um, <laughs> this script. I unironically, I want that crossover so bad now. <laughs> He, he, cre- he creates a fragment where <laughs> it turns into fucking detective fiction. Dude, SCP. Honestly, I feel like any SCP would be Murphy, like, would, improved you, by Murphy, him being would you, or Hippo, would you be okay with me writing that fan fiction? <laughs> I'd love to read that. Osama, please respond. SCP-3143 was first noted in 2005 in the aftermath of container breach at Site-95. In 2012, the Foundation's Pathophysics Department worked alongside the Department of Anal- Analytics to make contact with and apprehend SCP-3143. Worth S- noting is when you hover over the Department of Analytics, the link's called to be noir, not to be. <laughs> <laughs> SCP-3143-A is Murphy Lorden, the SCP's author. We have some interview right, logs. We've got three interview logs. Oh, four interview. No, three interview logs, an email, and then a redacted. So, same characters as last time. I assume you want to continue being Murphy Law in the narrative. I absolutely want to be Murph- Murphy Law. He's my Tan, favorite. I think you're doing excellent with the background. I like that. Do you want to be Dr. Form then, the doctor here? Sure. Dates 2012 0202. Interviewer, Dr. Form. Subject, SCP-3143, SCP-3143-A. Note, Bonifadius Form is part of the Pathophysics Department. He has a degree in English Literature and specializes in analysis of fiction. Fade in. Interior, Murphy Law Detective Agency. Night. A light-skinned man sits alone in his office. A blade of moonlight cuts across his face. His trademark trilby head is tossed thoughtlessly across his desk. A bent cigarette is nearby, left smoldering in an ashtray. His shirt is stained with blood. Some of it might even be his own. He's got a slug of bourbon in his hand, a slug of lead buried in his chest, and six more waiting for the next son of the bitch who comes through that door, courtesy of his 44. His name is Murphy Law, and if you think his number is up, then you haven't been counting. 
He's the sort of man you pray for when you need him, and the sort of curse you don't you curse when you don't. He's also our narrator. His voice is a husky snarl, as if he's got a throat stuffed full of sandpaper and rusty nails. Oh, in that case, should I be doing like Christian Bale Batman? No, no, let's yes. not do that. That's too far. I don't want to hate Christian Bale Batman for an extended period of time. Uh, if there's one thing the Foundation is good at, it's trying. It's tying. It's tying up loose ends. Holy fuck! I knew it was just a matter of time before the lab coats tried to shove me in a box. The door to the office flies open. An old man in a lab coat enters. He's got a scowl so deep it's getting carved down into the bone. This is Dr. Farm, and he's here to get to the bottom of this, no matter what the costs. But if they wanted to contain me, they were going to need a bigger box. Hello, SCP-3143. How are you doing today? He wanted answers. I just wanted out. Murphy finishes the shot of bourbon and levels his pistol at Dr. Farm's chest. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't ventilate you right now, Doc. Dr. Farm raises an eyebrow, folding his arms across his chest. Because you can't. If he thought I didn't have the moxie to plug him full of lead, then he had another thing coming. Specifically, a whole lot of lead. You do know that I can hear you narrating, right? What the hell was he on about? Something wasn't right. You're an intrafictional construct. A sapient story that can warp reality. Specifically, you flatten it into a movie script that mimics crime fiction and hard-boiled noir. This wasn't... What? And let's be honest, it's not even proper noir. The defining element of the style is the anti-hero, the character with no prospects, trapped in a world with no future. But after reviewing your file, I can see that you don't qualify. I don't... qualify? Your narrative is heroic and simple, with clear villains and heroes. In the end, the day is saved without consequence. That's not hard-boiled, it's certainly not noir. You're just fantasy escapism dressed up in a suit, a hat, and a drinking habit. Where... where are we? What's happening? You rely on the tropes of noir, outwardly rejecting the notion of appearances and style while secretly embracing them, engaging in a hyper-masculine narrative based around the myth of the frontier, only projected in an urban environment. What is this? But you fail to faithfully replicate their complex, dense settings where moral action is all but impossible. You fail to connect to the essence of what makes noir what it is. You are, in a sense, merely parodying it. An unintentional satire, if you will. What's going on? And on top of it all, your name is based on an absurdly contrived pun. What are you doing? I'm deconstructing you, SCP-3143. I'm containing you. Say it in red, Dr. Uh, Form. Like, <laughs> this is Human Echo! This is Human Echo! <laughs> this is, like, actually how Battler fights Beatrice. Royal <laughs> is for Umi Neko. This is, like, chapter two. The phone Come on, read the line, Jack. <laughs> I don't understand. I'd like to speak with the author, please. Mr. Lawden, are you there? Uh, how? 
Hello, SCP-3143-A. Where am I? Who am I? You are Murphy Lawden, a retired shoe salesman from New Jersey. You live alone, save for your two cats. I'm... Oh, God. How did I get here? We believe you accidentally created an intrafictional construct. Do you recall a, sp- a screenplay of yours? It Always Rains? I think so. I don't... I don't... Oh, God. I think we've done enough for today, Mr. Lawden. I'll give you a chance to rest and settle in. We can continue this interview later, if that's alright with you. I... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. I... I need to gather my thoughts. <laughs> of course. No, Murphy. Damn. I can't believe you... <laughs> How do we get out of this one? <laughs> I'm gonna lose my fucking shit laughing if this ends with, like, the fu- the same kind of noir-style ending the last one did. Let's I would know what happens next. Date, 2012-0203. Interviewer Dr. Form, subject, Dash A. Good luck. How are you feeling today, Mr. Lawden? Um, a little better, I think. Still confused. Good. I understand this must all be quite bewildering. So, I've just been trapped all this time? Narrating or writing this ongoing story? My memory of all of this is so foggy. Something like that, yes. We found an unfinished copy of your script. It always rains. That's how we determined who you were. God, I remember that. It was... Yeah... I wanted to write write a story or something, I think. Something like what I read as a little kid. Somehow you managed to bring the narrative to life. Literally. You became the main character, in a sense. Right. So... If it's alright with you, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Okay, but, uh... Can I ask you something first? Of course. You read the script, right? Yes. It was required as part of my preparation for this assignment. Did you, uh... Did you think it was any good? I uh, was. Do you want a frank assessment, Mr. Lawden? Sure. It was fairly awful. Oh. Now, moving on. Is it okay if we do this later? I think I have a headache. Silence. Look, I'm sorry, it's just that I... No, it's alright, Mr. Lawden. You've been through a lot. Take whatever time you need. No, they're bullying him. Yeah, this is fucked up. He could have at least been constructive. Yeah, that's kind like, of come, up, like, come on, call. the man just got traumatized and you start shit-talking him. And also, that's an objectively wrong assessment because I read 3043 <laughs> and it was really heckin' good, so... <laughs> I, I agree, I agree. <laughs> Let's find out the food. Good morning. Like, oh, sorry, like... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I think that our subject here should have passed that off as like, oh yeah, it was, uh, funny satire. 
<laughs> like, I was doing Tommy it ironically. Is black comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 2012, 04, 16. That's not, not my best Tommy Wiseau impression. <laughs> Interview. It was not. That sounded it wasn't even an nothing effort. like it. I didn't even try. Yeah, it was all. pretty bad. <laughs> what a story, Mark. That's, <laughs> That's better. That's better. That was an attempt. Yeah, it's a little bit better. Subject dash A. Begin log. Good morning, Mr. Laden. <clears throat> I see from your charts you haven't been eating. Do you want to talk about that? Not really. I've also been informed you've been trying to write more fiction about SCP-3143. Until you took my pencils away. Mr. Lawton, that was for your own safety. Until we understand how the anomaly occurred, we can't allow you to... Oh, screw you. You just think it's crap. I didn't say that. But you were thinking it, weren't you? I wouldn't call it crap. Why did you have to stop the story? What was the problem? He was helping people. It was fun. That's not the point. We can't have anomalies running around and... And what? Telling stories that you don't like? Stories that aren't yours? Stories that aren't... Excuse me? Cut the crap, Doc. We both know what's going on here. I'm not sure what you're insinuating. You use a veneer of objectivity to try and create a sense of distance distance of detachment to make the incredible seem incredible. Oh shit, he's calling, he's deconstructing the SCP Foundation! It, it's Wait, human what? I, I'm imagining like Dread of the Grave playing right now. <laughs> Wait, what? You cloaked yourself in the outward trappings of science. The terms, the titles, the interview logs, all in some desperate contrived attempt to make it sound a little more reasonable, a little more respectable, a little more plausible. Oh my god, he's calling out the foundation! Fucking format! Wait, what are you doing? Stop, you can't! Oh, so you can convince them to buy into your little story. But at the end of the day, what does it amount to, Doc? Just one more gimmick, one more swindle, one more way to play the same con. How? This isn't... I deconstructed you! You can't! <laughs> this is human echo, <laughs> When it comes down to it, me, them, hell, even you, we're all just characters in that trashy dime store novel called Life. Murphy grabs Dr. Fawn by the collar, pulling him close. Sorry to break it to you, but you're just a spooky ghost story dressed up in a lab coat, glasses, and a funny little accent. Murphy frozen aside. <laughs> this is the most based, self-aware SCP article of all time. This, this is great. Can, can we, like... <laughs> well, we probably can't add, like, human echo music to that. No, we cannot. <laughs> no, we cannot. Um, Don't want if you're listening to this, start playing Dread of the Grave right now. <laughs> but if you're lucky and play your cards just right, maybe you'll find a way to write your own story. Murphy pauses to light his cigarettes. Not me, though. I'm no author. Murphy walks towards the exits. I'm Murphy Law. Dr. Farm struggles to get up, grasping at the edge of the table. As he does, he sees a copy of the interview log on the desk in front of him. The log contains this complete text, with one notable addition at the very bottom. I'm the guy you call when everything that could go wrong did. The camera zooms in down to the bottom of the interview log. 
and log. This, this, is, more, act- this is actually fucking incredible. Yeah, this is so good. There's still two more things we have to read. Oh, well, one of them, it looks like, is the credits, but yeah. Tan, would you like to get us to the next part? No worries. Warning, the following file is level 4 classified. Any attempts to access this file without level 4 authorization will be logged and will lead to immediate disciplinary action. Date 2012-0315. From Site Director August to 055 Secretary. Wait, wasn't August the guy from last yeah. time? <laughs> Subjects, 3143. My thoughts? It might not have worked, but it was nevertheless an excellent test run for Dr. Farm and the Pathophysics Department. I recommend we keep them under books. They might come in handy, particularly in regards to developing allegorical and metafictional countermeasures. Besides, it's not like a fictitious department with fictitious employees and <gasps> a costly upkeep. Pathophysics Department fucking war? This is like a fucking Metal Gear Solid post-credits review. <laughs> Holy shit. Turn the console off. That that that's right, Mr. President. Da, 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 da. Otherwise, leave the article as it is. It might contain several inconsistencies. The fact that neither Murphy Lauder nor It Always Rains actually exists being the most glaring. But further edits could invite unwarranted attention from SCP-3143. On that note, let's leave it alone for a while. Yes, we've learned quite a bit about him, but he's also learned quite a bit about us. Until we know precisely how his abilities work, further efforts to contain him could be dangerous. I'm particularly concerned with what he said during the final interview. It sounds like he thinks we're all just as fictitious as he is. Uh-oh. <laughs> August, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> oh, no. Note, SCP-423 is currently missing. I'm concerned it might have something to do with our little experiment. Having some of my people look into it, I'll keep you updated. Is four two three one we've read? It is not one we've read, but um, we will read it maybe in the future. And we, it has appeared during the course of this. We just haven't realized. I I need to be here for the in, this entire like everything that's linked to this. Okay, <laughs> like sure. I I, I want to read um, never met a fictional character I didn't like. That <laughs> that's an incredible title. Dr. Farm, played by Thaddeus Farm. Site Director August, played by Jeremiah August. MTF Ido 10, played by Fred. Who is SCP-423. And that links to 423. And Murphy Law, played by himself. With special thanks to the Pathophysics Department. Look for Thaddeus Farm to return in Never Met a Fictional Character I Didn't Like. The <laughs> Never Met a Fictional uh, I that's didn't make that up, Darnell. That's an actual. That's an actual thing. You can even click well, on you, it. You might, you, sometimes you can miss it if you don't see the way it's written. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a pun. Never met a fictional character. I, I know, I, like. I know, I know, Darnell. But it, it doesn't come out so as good. much when you say it out loud. Is what I mean. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds. It sounds fine when I say it. I think. Yeah, but you, you that's another thirteen out of ten and upvote from me. Seriously, why don't these articles have more attention? Oh my god! All right, well, a friendship ended with Holder's. Now Murphy Law is my best friend. Can we have Murphy's Law and Holder's crossover? Like he investigates the <gasps> Holder's. I head into the so front desk. I've been to private hospitals and insane asylums my whole life, but there's the first one with a dame at the front desk. I'm looking for the holder of whiskey. I said. Who gave me the the widow's eyebrow? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Mur- Murphy Law eyebrow. just like strolls over and he's like 
whispers under his breath, I knew it. And he put, picks up the Jack Frost Takimura. I think my favorite part about noir fiction and, like, that style of writing is it's basically, like, the Western version of Chunibyo. <laughs> it really, so it really is, yeah. <laughs> All right, can we get, so like, you ready can to we read get some like, comments? Okay, if it, it's like comments. the Western version of Chunibyo. Can we get, like, um, Devil May Cry, but with, like, noir? Yes, please. <laughs> Someone make it happen. You know what? It's Cole Phelps. I'm here to kill chaos. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm studying game design. One day, I'm gonna make just like a proof of concept for that. At least. I can't wait to see it. But for now, the comments section. Dino Tales says forty eight oh nine. I got banned. Cool. Now I can trash talk Tanhony without him ever finding out. Hmm. Yay. Another great episode, guys. Really can't wait to see what's next. I just annihilated his existence off the face of the earth. Oh, I guess he won't be seeing what's next anymore. <laughs> uh, Chaos Corvid says, Why did you guys want to kill me? For any chaos! Reason? I want to kill Chaos. Chaos. I hate Chaos. I need to kill Chaos. Really? Okay, okay. Um, so, when I first saw that Final Fantasy trailer, it, I was I had, like, just woken up. I was not entirely. I was not entirely in my right mind, and I thought I was hallucinating. <laughs> so when when the trailer kept going, I'm I'm going to kill chaos. I'm here to kill chaos. I want to kill chaos. You're chaos. I'm killing you. I legitimately thought I was having a stroke or something. <laughs> And so, so I pass out again mid-trailer, and I wake up, and imagine my fucking shock when none of that was a hallucination. So good, dude. It's too good to be fake. <laughs> like, I legitimately thought I was losing my fucking mind. Alright, well next in the comments from Lan, he addresses the part where we said he's better than Comedy Man Kelp at commenting. He says... You're trying to cause internal conflicts within the viewer base to distract you from your many sins. Don't be fooled, DSCP, if that even is your true name. We will unite against you and dethrone our true enemy, Tanhony. We will not fail. Darnell's cool, though. He can be spared. Okay, that's it. I'm going to gaslight you now. Are you sure you left that <laughs> no! comment? Perhaps you're simply mentally insane? <laughs> Comedy Man Kelp says... A very blunt gaslighting. <laughs> Everyone's talking about discovering SCP or discovering the holders, but deep down we know what the people really want to see is discovering Family Guy. And then he was very upset at us saying Land's better than him, and I felt bad. Um, well, if, just... you guys ever, if you guys ever do discovering Family Guy, I'm cutting off all con- contact with you. Discovering Family Guy. Well, you're going to watch the same clip of Peter hurting his knee. Oh, and he hurts his knee! And he makes the noise! Ah! Okay, and I must take that noise I just made and just sort of loop that for five minutes. Don't do that, actually. Please don't. <laughs> Good, day. Good day says, be me, am seeker. Walk up to QD 3.14 receptionist. Ask simple question. Dies. My feeling win. <laughs> My face win. <laughs> A bush from the island of Borneo says, I am of the opinion that the next series should be discovering Tanhonies and Darnell's internet history. To which I said, yeah, that is never happening ever, smile. 
Oh man, if you want to hear embarrassing stuff about them, though, I've known. No, them for we're a while, we're done with that line. Of, no, 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 we don't need. We don't need. No, no, we're good. We don't need to hear. We don't have time. There's not much time in the episode left. Let's continue the comments. Yeah, we got to keep reading comments. Uh, Azure says, "Whenever you guys actually finish the Holder series, you should read five five three eight just to complete the bit." We will. Um, Sh- says, "The Holder of Wealth is just every billionaire." Exactly. Uh. I think this guy said his his other name was the Tasty Pie. Says, why is it called Holders again? I forgot. Because they hold them. Texas Holders. Uh, Insert clever name here. Says, so no Gombi Chimpanzee War. All right, I'm a dislike. And then lo and behold, there is a dislike on the video. So, but they do clarify. They they left a comment below, but I can't read that one. So I'm just gonna assume they disliked it, and I'm so pissed off. Yeah. I'm so angry I can't even open their second reply. I act, I'm going to be the contrarian here, and I say, good on you. Thank you for disliking that. An anomalous writer says, some progression on the Holder's arc. Interesting indeed. Thank you, anomalous. You always appreciate your support. Dano, who's the person who's been writing Holder, says, all right, time to get writing. <laughs> no, it was a joke. Please don't hit the panic button. I just hit it. And then Adokshaj says, my name is spelled Adokshaj. You can shorten it to Adok. I don't mind the mispronunciation. Most people accidentally misspell it, so you're still a cool guy. Thanks. Nice. I'm going to pronounce it wrong on purpose, Ahok. No! Stop! Uh, Thought Experiments and other stuff says, come on, I want a Weird Wars episode. You got Gombi, the Emu Wars, the Bucket Battles, and many, many more. This is an SCP podcast, remember? Yeah, is it? Is it really? We, we've we've been getting a, we've been branching out a little bit, but those those are special occasions. Yeah, we'll save the next. Like when I feel when the next big war starts, <laughs> we'll be reading the Wikipedia article for it. This for is World the war podcast three. equivalent of ADHD. It really is. Uh, Dado says, can Dado advertise his fine products here? Sorry, uppercase key broken. What an honor. Why, why, are, you, honor why, why are you doing an Indian accent? It, it wasn't, well, it was supposed to be like Slavic. It's just Dado accent. Can Dado advertise his fine products here? Dado is from his own Sorry, location. Uppercase. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a running gag. That's just Dado's voice. He's like a very special SCP character. Ah, I see. He, like, talks funny and makes things that, like, do what people ask for, but not in the way they wanted. Oh, so he's, like, the monkey's paw of people. Yes. Yes, exactly. And he, and, yeah. He's, he's basically, there's a character like him in Aetheral Space whose name is escaping, Masma. He's basically Masma. I guess it would be more proper to say Masma's him. Alright, well that's all the comments other yeah. than uh, Adoc putting a, like a timestamp. But that was good, you know? I had a great time. I'm so glad we read Murphy's Law. That was pretty based. Any closing remarks, Jack or Tan? That was fun. As the podcasters finished talking amongst themselves, I turned and began walking out the door. <laughs> that kind of You were fucking waiting to say that, weren't you? The camera pans down to the final page of the podcast manuscripts. My name is Murphy Law. I'm the man you call when everything that could go wrong did. And that's the Fuck end. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. <laughs>